So how many of you remember a few weeks ago the I-85 bridge collapse? Right about it? Right, so we know that as it kind of placed a stranglehold on the Atlanta metro traffic. And what I noticed was in the local news, there was just an abundance of stories concerning alternative routes for commuters. Now, personally, it did not impact me at all. However, it just proved to me that flying cars did not get here quick enough. So one alternative presented was to take the MARTA train. And it even provided a map of the MARTA train north, and north to south, east to west line, and the one or two spurs off of those four lines. Now, a competing story showed how the MARTA train was not such a great alternative because it had limited routes. And to demonstrate its point, the story had a picture of MARTA's four train routes comparing those four train routes to pictures of other major cities, such as New York, Paris, London, Washington, each with hundreds and hundreds of connections overlapping the other, and their, their maps, what I notice on the maps, to me, they look like big balls of yarn or big bowls of spaghetti. Take your pick. Now, evidently, in those major cities, Wherever and whenever a new route was required, the route, the connection, was planned out, focused upon, and built. Obviously, in these cities, should an event occur similar to Atlanta's 85 bridge collapse, there would be little inconvenience, a little inconvenience. However, the flow of commuters would not MARTA, two routes, north to south, east to west, back and forth, back and forth. Other major cities with this multitude of train routes, so intricately complex, the flow cannot be stopped. So I did some research on this. I found it interesting. MARTA began rail construction 42 years ago and has yet to plan a route that actually gets built. They plan many, but one that's actually focused upon and built outside of its original core route has yet to be accomplished. The I-85 bridge collapse demonstrates a couple of points for us. First, for the Atlanta metro area traffic, there is no plan B should the apocalypse ever occur, do your treatment work, hunker down, and ride her out. The second point it demonstrates is the importance of ensuring enough routes, passages, currents, conduits are created and utilized so in the event one path is temporarily incapacitated, as will and does happen from time to time, the flow continues uninterrupted and unimpeded. So if we were to map out the routes some individuals utilize,
to maintain their connection to the flow of the universal source. Their map of connections to source energy, I'm certain, would appear as Marta. One to four routes going back and forth, up and down, never really getting anywhere new. Suffice it to say, the individuals who create and utilize a multitude of connections to source energy, why their map would appear as New York or Paris is, with a big old bowl of spaghetti, with no seeming end or beginning in a constant state of movement and vibration. Klaus Jocelyn, metaphysical author, look him up, he's really good, wrote this. He said, the universe is saying, allow me to flow through you unrestricted, and you will see the greatest magic you have ever seen. The pathways of consciousness created by the human psyche can become mundane. Field wrote, feeling as if we're only going back and forth, moving, just not really getting anywhere. And it's these limited, unenergetic pathways. They cannot only impede the flow of source because of their lack of alternative routes. They may also actually diminish the flow. See, the more the feelings of the mundane, the less energy of the universe that will be attracted. You flow endlessly and unimpeded. Source energy needs pathways charged with the energy of excitement, enthusiasm, passion, and anticipation, with a multitude of pathways and conduits for, for expression. Now, you can create new pathways for source energy to flow through while simultaneously invigorating your entire consciousness with an energy of excitement, enthusiasm, and passion. As you invigorate your consciousness with this passionate energy and enthusiasm, you are up-leveling the vibration of your soul, up-leveling up it to such a degree it's in resonance, in perfect alignment with all the divine good of consciousness. I'm going to ask that you close your eyes for just a moment. And I just want you to think back to a memory. Remember a time perhaps you were at a party or at some other gathering. And at this party, you were enjoying interacting with everyone in attendance. The food was awesome. The weather was terrific. The music was wonderful. Recall the good and exciting feelings of that party. Feel the pulse of the energy of that gathering flowing through you. Maybe you danced. Maybe you met someone new. It was a great party. And it was the party with all of its good energy that you secretly prepared and all The emotional energies of fun and excitement just rushed back in. Of course they did. It is through this process of recalling the good, recalling the excitement, recalling the, the passion, consciously raising the vibration of your soul, which allows you to create a 
an abundance of new pathways for source to flow unimpeded. See, it is during those times when you might feel as if, and we all have felt this way at one time or the other, we might feel as if we're in a rut, feeling as if we're going back and forth and never really getting anywhere. Those are the times to recall those energies, those memories, and being excited at a party like it's 1999, which is the title of our lesson for today. Party like it's 1999. Hold that one up, didn't I? So I have to tell you a little story. And one of my favorite stories is about two, two ladies that gone to this more traditional church and the, the minister's in the front of the church and he's this very fiery preacher. And when the preacher gets around to condemning the sin of lust, these two ladies cried out at the top of their lungs, Amen. And when the preacher condemned the sin of stealing, they yelled again, Preach it, Reverend. And when the preacher condemned the sin of lying, they jumped to their feet and screamed, Right on, tell it like it is. But when the minister preached and condemned the sin of gossip, the two got very quiet. And one turned to the other and said, He's done quit, done quit preaching and now he's just Our story demonstrates the necessity of a willingness, a willingness to transform one's pathways of consciousness, to recognize when we might be in a rut of consciousness so deep, a pattern of being that's so far advanced, just the mere suggestion of creating a new and alternative path for our flow of energy is met with a strong internal resistance. The importance of changing our current pathways of consciousness and creating new ones is twofold. First, every thought creates a chemical response within the body. Science proves this to us, right? Runner's high, what is that? Endorphins. We now understand depression is what it is. It is a chemical imbalance. But those chemicals are produced by the thoughts that the individuals maintain within their body. So these chemicals can be helpful or not helpful to the human body. And it's all depending on the type of thought that we maintain. Additionally, every thought carries a seed of energy that, when repeated often enough, enveloped by the same energy consistently enough, will resonate within the positive field of divine mind energetic foundation and spiritual prototype for our journey. Our affirmation card this week is from Michael Beckwith, who said, learn to become still and take your attention away from what you don't want and all the emotional charge around it and place your attention on, on what you wish to experience. Now see, just a moment ago, collectively, we focused our attention on a high energy experience, a task, a memory, a time, an event when we were in the flow, feeling excited and joyful. But here's the kicker. See, as you practice those feel-good memories, embracing the energy from those moments in time, you can change out the memory thought with a new mental image, a new thought of something that you want to create 
transformed. Perhaps an image of greater health, profound love, and effortless abundance, all while maintaining the feel-good energy. In doing so, you've created a new pathway of consciousness, connecting the desire, spiritual prototype of your imagination, with the positive, feel-good energy not only created the new pathway, but also provided a new destination for source energy to flow. That, that new pathway provides the new destination for source energy to flow. Infinite has also created a positive chemical reaction in your body. It is exactly this type of mental and spiritual alchemy we are discussing right now in our Tuesday night class, You Are the Placebo. Now, in, in this class, Dr. Dispenza writes this. He, he wrote, you can teach your body emotions, what it would feel like to believe in this way, to be empowered, to, to move your own greatness, to have courage, to be invincible, to be in love and light with life, to feel unlimited. You can teach your body how to feel through a repetition of thoughts which feel good, feels empowering and flowing, as it is your feelings, your energy of emotion, which resonates with source energy. We all know what Holmes said. Holmes said, Holmes says we exist in a thinking and feeling field of infinite mind. Thinking and feeling. What we think casts the form into mind. What we feel ignites the formative energy of the body. Follow that? I had a great experience when I went to shopping for my, my car. I went to a dealer. And I had didn't really have in mind what I wanted, per se. I just wasn't quite sure. And so I went to the car dealership. And I picked out three different cars that I wanted in my shopping list. Three different cars. And the three cars that I picked out, they all had a dead battery. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking, I sat here so long, they're going to want to sell it. But when the, the, the salesman went, he got a battery charger, you know, the little handheld thing, to jump off the first one, battery charger itself was dead too. So he had to go back in, get the other one, get another one that was plugged in, charged up. He comes back out, he charges the car, right? And got the test drive and it was okay. Kind of like go to a, to a Tesla, Tesla F3. So we go to the second car, the battery's dead. He goes back in, brings out the charger. He brought out the same charger that was dead and he had to go back in and get the other one that was working. Now, in my mind, I would have plugged up the dead charger somewhere out of sight, but he didn't. So when he brought the third, third time out, third car, battery's dead, he brings the charger out, goes to jump off the car, nothing. Has to go back inside, bring out the one with the power so he can jump off the car. question was where where is he working now i don't i don't know 
Krispy Kreme maybe. So what do we learn from that experience? Well, you cannot jump off a car. If your battery is dead, you can't jump off the battery with another dead battery, another dead power source. It has to have a source of power. Now, you can, of course, connect the two batteries with the cables. However, without sufficient energy to flow from one to the other, both are going to remain void of any, any, any energy, right? You have to jumpstart the battery with a battery, with a power source that's fully charged. Your conduits to the battery that has, your, you connect your cables, the conduits to the battery that has the juice, right? We're talking the same thing. Connect your desire. Connect your desire to the memory that has the and you flip them out and as you change out those mental images and as you are focusing on the mental images of the desire of what you desire what you, you want to transform you maintain the feeling of night partying like it's 1999 you have to that is your connection that is where you supercharge if you will jumpstart your desire go into function, go into form. Dennis Watley said, get excited and enthusiastic about your dreams. This excitement is like a forest fire. You can smell it, taste it, and see it from a mile away. We're saying the exact same thing. We want you to get excited about your desire, but what happens is a lot of times people view their desire as something that is nice, but it's probably not going to happen because they've surrounded themselves focusing on all that's going on out in the world of effect. And the world of effect is nothing other than the demonstration of the energy that you are offering to the universe in that particular moment. So if I am offering energy that's only going back and forth, up and down, never really getting anywhere, then the universe is going to provide, resonate with that same energy provide that same experience. So I want to connect my desire to an energy that feels good, to an energy that in no way is connected to what's going on upstairs. Follow that? Of course you do. Brilliant experience. Absolutely brilliant experience. And that helps me maintain my excitement, my enthusiasm. Earl Nightingale said, the key that unlocks energy is desire. It is also the key to a long and interesting life. If we expect to create any drive, any real force within ourselves, we have to get excited. So this is the key. You get to decide what excites you. Different things excite different people. Just that flow of energy going. What makes you happy? What makes you joyful? Is it the party? Is it simply a memory? A time when you had maybe some alone time? And that's how you feel fulfillment. That's key. What gets you excited? When you spot that, that serves as the jumper cable, the conduit to your dreams. It's a great 
inconvenient side and we have to learn how to define how we want to present ourselves, not only to the universe, but to life itself. And we all have those individuals in our journey that we'll call them low level, low vibration individuals. They just never seem to get excited about anything. Let me just be the same old Mark. It's okay. Change is bad. We love them. We love them anyway. But these are not these are not the individuals that are focusing on their desires. They're focusing on the world of stress. And we want to shift that. Because whatever is going on in their journey, whatever is calling causing them to feel mundane, guess what? That just exemplifies how powerful they are. It just exemplifies how powerful they are. They created it. They manifested it. So of course they can manifest something else. Something else that gets them excited. We don't want to say you're a low level, low vibrating individual. We want to say, my God, look at all this energy that you've manifested. Because the instant we begin focusing on the lower vibration of someone else, what do we do? We're focusing on a low vibration. We're focusing on someone else and someone else. That doesn't allow me to create, maintain that conduit, that passageway of consciousness, which is always fully charged. I don't want to point out someone else's error or someone else's vibration. I simply want to maintain mine. I want to maintain, maintain mine in higher, perfect alignment with this endless flow of source energy. And when you do that, you'll find that your flow is never impeded. Your flow is never impeded. Martin Luther King said, occasionally in life, there are those moments of unutterable fulfillment which cannot be completely explained by those symbols called words. Their meanings can only be articulated by the inaudible language of the heart. You know what that inaudible language is? It's that empowering, flowing feeling of being at one with source at all times. And I have to admit that sometimes that's difficult to put into words. How do you feel awesome? How do you feel great, wonderful, but it just doesn't? we know we are in that perfect alignment with source, when we know we're recalling all those feel-good moments in the journey, there's something real in there about it, about those times within our consciousness. And if those times are within your consciousness, they exist in the now. They exist in the now. The energy, the memory, Follow that. The energy of the memory is the power in the now. Norman Vincent Peale said, fake excitement, talk excitement, act out excitement, and you are bound to become an excited person. Life will take on a new zest, deeper interest, and greater meaning. You can think, talk, act yourself into dullness or into monotony or into unhappiness. By the same process, you could
can build up inspiration and excitement and surging depths of joy. Surging depths of joy. And so this is when we have to really take a look at ourselves. Where's my train of consciousness going? Is it going back and forth? North to south, east to west? Or do I have a multitude of destinations to choose from? Is my flow unimpeded? Am I going to look back on my journey and say, wow, I was so happy because of all the places I got to go and all the things I got to manifest and create? Tony Campalo said, when you were born, you cried and everybody else was happy. The only question that matters is this. When you die, will you be happy when everybody else has cried? Isn't that awesome? Of course it is. And so that's what's important. Are you excited about the journey? Are you excited about the number of routes that you've created? The power, the memory, the energy of the memory, that power exists in the now. It's a great story. A hundred years ago, this fellow looks in the newspaper, and he finds out. He looks, and he sees his obituary in the newspaper. True story. It's a true story. And the newspaper had reported the death of the wrong person by mistake. And his first response was shock, which I, I agree, you know, I'd be a little surprised to read my own name in, in the newspaper. But he finally got his composure and he decided that it was time to find out what people were saying about him. And the obituary read, Dynamite King died. And it also had the line, he was the merchant of death. And this fellow was the, the inventor of dynamite read the word merchant of death, he asked himself, is this how I'm going to remember? And so he got in touch with his feelings and decided that this was not the way he wanted to be remembered. And from that day on, he started working towards peace. You know what his name was? Alfred Nobel of the Nobel Peace so just as Alfred Nobel got in touch with his feelings and redefined what he was offering to the world, we want to take a step back and do the same. What is the legacy of our thoughts? What is the legacy of our thoughts? How would we like to be remembered? Enthusiastic for life, creating and demonstrating new venues of expression, or traveling the same old four pathways of consciousness? Have the obituary read, he or he was the merchant of monotony. Leo Biscagulis said, change, it has the power to uplift, to heal, to stimulate, surprise, open new doors, bring fresh experience, and create excitement in life. Certainly, it is worth the risk. Is there a spark of willingness transform the train of your thoughts that you are currently embracing and create new pathways of consciousness and change. You get to define that willingness. You get to define do you have faith in the process. No matter what is going on for you, no matter what has happened outside of you, this is your moment to say, yes, I will work with this process. Yes, I have faith in 
my ability to demonstrate. I've demonstrated a lot of good, and I've demonstrated a lot of not good. All that proves is I can do it. Great story about a little village going through this tremendous drought. Tremendous drought. One day, the vicar told his congregation, one Sunday, told the congregation to go home and pray for rain every day that week without fail. Without fail. And the next Sunday arrived, and the vicar was standing in front of the congregation after they all were there. He just became furious, hopping mad, and he told everyone to leave, to go home. And when asked why, the vicar said, none of you brought your umbrella to church this morning. If you want that level of faith, George Sand said, faith is an excitement and an enthusiasm. It is a condition of intellectual magnificence to which we must cling to as a treasure and not squander it on our way through life in the small coin of empty words or in exact and priggish arguments. You want to have faith? You want to have faith in your power? You have to transform the narrative. You have to create new pathways, new conduits to connect the source energy. Faith, the power of faith is ignited, demonstrated when you allow yourself to the good experience that you have, either in memory, either in memory, or in the physical environment. In the physical environment. This morning, Dexter and I both had some shocks. Why? Because the music brought up the memory. Joe Spencer says this. He said, just as your thoughts are the language of the brain, feelings are the language of the body. How you think and how you feel creates a state of need. The state of need is when your body and mind are working together. So your present state of being is your genuine mind-body connection. Your state of being, I would only add to Dr. Joe, your state of being is your genuine mind, body, and soul connection. Your soul connection. That soul connection is amplified, repeated, every time you begin that spiritual process. I've given you the example of being that guest. Spend some time every day just re recalling that powerful event, that feel-good event. It doesn't have to be a party. It can be anything you choose. But feel the energy as it flows through your body. And then when you've got, you've got the feeling, change the memory. Ever the desire to all you're doing is you're taking the table of the memory and juicing it up, juicing up the desire. And all you're doing is you're creating a new pathway to connect the source. Life will connect the source. Life will connect the source. Hold through you your multitude of ways. Your routes, your journeys do not make you human. They do not make you human. You simply Always know you have it within your reach. Always argue with the ice inside your body. And so ends our lesson.
All right, if you would please say the offering affirmation with me, infinite mind, in as and through me, blesses and multiplies my offering. It does its good and perfect work and returns to me multiplied abundantly. And if the ushers would